Hey guys, feels like it's been a long time. Today, we got news and notes, and it's the first day of school. Let's get into it. Now, welcome back to the Fantasy Pack Podcast, starring your hosts, Nolan Hoppy and Jake, the Menace Melodic. Hey guys, welcome in. It's the Fantasy Pack. I'm Nolan Hoppy with my boy Jake Melodic. What's up? We're at the.fantasy.pack on Instagram. Please be sure to check us out. Cooper has been doing a lot of work. We're doing daily posts. It's been a great time. We may be we may even be coming out with a draft guide. That might be exciting. Just just to let you guys know. All right, straight into the news and notes today. Bill Belichick has recently said about Damian Harris. He works really hard. He just tries to do whatever he can to do to help the team. He's got a lot of skill and can contribute in a variety of ways. What do you think about Bill saying this? Um, I was big on Damian Harris last year, and I think obviously when you're looking for a good running back, you're looking for skill, um, the team around them, and like the system they're in. And then obviously the biggest one for me is opportunity, and there's plenty of room for him. Him, uh, his opportunity in this backfield, and obviously the Patriots scheme has shown good for running backs. They like to run the ball in the red zone, whether it be with Cam or the running back. In terms of what I make from this, I think I don't think he can be like the main RB one like type guy. I still think it's gonna be a little bit of a committee. But it's obviously positive news for Damien. Yeah, I mean James White's gone, isn't he? Yep. I think that this this could mean that Damien could not only be the runner, but he could be a pass catcher just like James White. It also could mean exactly nothing. Bill Belichick says a lot of stuff about his team. Um I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it's too much to look at. Uh, there's also been some whispers that Tariq Cohen, who suffered a torn ACL last year, is not quite ready yet in terms of health. In my opinion, what came straight to my mind is, okay, what does this do for David Montgomery? But even deeper to even deeper than that, they have a rookie quarterback. Tariq Cohen's not going to have very much flow with him come the start of the season. Yeah, honestly, for me, it boosts maybe the stock of earlier Dave Montgomery. Um, personally, I'm not a huge, like, Tariq Cohen guy. He's kind of a big play, you know. Scab back. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get the for sure opportunity that I was just talking about that I value so much. Um, not really a guy to be looking to take even if he was healthy, but I'm sure he, he's obviously going to be rostered in some leagues. Um, maybe a good late-round snag to stick on the IR for the first few weeks. Um but yeah, obviously I I don't not high on the Bears offense, so Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with you there. I mean, they're not that good yet. They got a great defense, but I'd say that it's Dave Montgomery for fantasy this year. Maybe a little bit of Allen Robinson, maybe a little bit of Cole Komet if you're really in a deep league. Just a lot, because a lot just, of Allen Robinson. There's yeah, gonna be a lot of Allen oh, Robinson. Hopefully hopefully um Justin Fields locks on to him because he's the best wide receiver by far. All right, Amari Cooper, ankle. He's going to cut it close to start camp. That's the buzz around the Dallas Cowboys right now. I'm actually, this is kind of interesting because there's a lot of buzz with CeeDee Lamb. If Amari's not there to start the preseason, I think that CeeDee's stock might just skyrocket. 
I'm not really worried about Amari. You know, he when he's healthy, he's going to step in and be Dak's number one guy. Oh, I definitely agree. Um, He's battled injuries throughout his whole career. I don't think missing the first two weeks of the training camp, whatever. He's a veteran guy. You know, when he's healthy, he's going to go in and play and put up his numbers. Um, Obviously, we'll get a pretty good closer look at this on Hard Knocks with the Cowboys being featured. So a lot more to come on that injury. Yeah, facts. Benny Snell is a cut candidate to start camp. And this is actually really interesting to me. Last year, he was, quote-unquote, the guy in a bad Steelers offense. But I think that this just shows how much trust the Steelers have in Najee to take over right away. I don't even think Benny Schnell's like the number two guy. I was pretty high on Anthony McFarlane before the uh, NFL draft when they took Najee. I had him in, I had him in the Dynasty League, obviously, and I was like, all right, He's going to be the guy to come in. They drafted him, I believe it was the third round this last year. And I was like, I don't see Benny Schnell taking it over. James Conner's gone. It's the Anthony McFarlane show. And then they obviously took Najee, but I don't think he's a top two guy. And he wasn't very even productive on a yards per carry basis this last year. He was decent in the red zone. But, however, he just really wasn't that good yards per carry wise. And there's a lot better um, options efficient wise for the Steelers. And, obviously, they do own um, Najee Harris. Yeah, I heard this. I heard this elsewhere that the biggest reason why Benny Snell's a cut candidate is because the Steelers watched him for more than a couple plays a game. He's literally so slow. He's yeah. not he's not an NFL running back. And it, I, I think Anthony McFarland's definitely better than him, definitely Najee. Yeah, it's I think it has a lot to do with just them drafting Najee and he's gonna be on the field eighty, ninety percent of the time. So yeah. they don't really have a use for him anymore. No, I agree. A final bit of news. Mecole Hardman will begin camp as the two for Kansas City. This is big. I I honestly don't think it's that big. Really? Sammy Watkins last year. He has a couple great games. Mecole definitely will have more looks as the two, but he's the three. Travis is the one. He's Tyre- the four. Tyreek's oh he is the four. He's really the four. C H. Travis. Tyreek Hill. He may be the two on the wide receiver depth chart. But he is not the two when Patrick Mahomes is looking down the field. And honestly, when Patrick Mahomes gets to his fourth read, which Mikkel Hartman will probably be, he's probably scrambling out of the pocket, trying to make a play with his legs. Or he's running backwards, making a ridiculous throw downfield to probably Tyreek Hill. So although it is kind of big news, because if there is an injury to, let's say, Tyreek Hill, Mikkel Hartman is instantly probably startable in at a wider receiver position, lock him in for a top 20 week, I would say, if Tyreek Hill is to go down. I agree. I mean, last last year was murky. I mean, it has been murky because the Chiefs historically, like the last couple of years, ever since Patty's taken over, it's been, okay, Tyreek's down or Travis is down, which hasn't happened too often. Mm-mm. There's been so many mouths to feed, you don't know who to choose. I I definitely agree with you that since he's like – the number two for wide receivers now, and there's really nobody behind him, that if Tyreek gets injured, you can play him. So if there's anything ever as a wide receiver handcuff, I would say Mikkel Hardman is at the top of the chart. As a handcuff? As a wide receiver handcuff. For um, Obviously, the Chiefs are great. (laughs) It's like basically taking a backup for like... It's like taking Tony Pollard. Like, is that our new nickname? Is that our first ever podcast nickname? Mikkel's the wide receiver handcuff now. I think it's a it's a term that could grow the if, this, if this turns out. I mean, it's like drafting like you know like Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard. Like it's like drafting a guy like that. 
Except he's probably going to put up some more points than those guys will when their main guy's healthy. I definitely agree with you. All right. Let's get ready for the first day of school. Welcome back to class, students. I'm Mr. Hoppy. I'm Mr. Melodic. And let's meet the rookies. Yes, sir. First off today, we got Najee Harris. He's the perennial number one in the dra- in the dynasty draft this year. And we honestly see why. He played for Alabama. He played all the way through. And last season, he pretty much had a breakout season. He had 251 attempts, 1466 26 touchdowns, only one fumble. And he also added 43 receptions for 425 and 4. What's your outlook on Najee? Um, first year expectation for Najee would be a high-end RB2 mid, and up to a ceiling of like a mid-round, mid-level RB1. He's going to be a guy you're probably going to start every week right after you draft him. And I see that happen for a long way. I think he's going to be great for the foreseeable future, especially in Pittsburgh. Yeah, redraft, Najee is easily one of my top guys that I'm looking at, especially third-round draft price, but we're here for Dynasty today. Year one and two, I mean, I look at him. He's on a declining team. He kind of reminds me of Fournette. He got put on the Jags. They had a great defense, just like the Steelers do. They had a quarterback that was eh. Big Ben is eh. And Big Ben's probably on the way out next year. Mm -hmm. Where I start to get worried is three, four years from now. But I don't know. I think that Najee is definitely, when when we look back this year, he will be the number one fantasy rookie. For sure. I don't think it's close. I don't even think it's close either. I think if we're doing like tiers list, I know we did a tiers earlier and it was the first tier is Najee, Kyle, and Jamar. I think Najee's Najee's probably his own tier. Yeah, he's like, he's the cream of the crop, one of one. Like, if we're talking like ceiling wise, I could see him getting up to a top five running back. But if we're talking, you know, what to expect right now, I expect, like Nolan said, um, Kind of, I compared him to a rookie Leonard Fournette, where he's gonna get the touches. He doesn't fumble. He's about as sure as he gets. Like in terms of yards per carry, he's gonna be effective. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got a good old line. He has. A, he's better receiver than Fournette in my eyes. And he's gonna have positive game script because the Steelers' defense is good, and the Steelers are a good overall team. So he's gonna be able to run the ball late in the game. He's gonna be more effective. Even like play style wise, he's pretty similar to Leonard Fournette too. So hundred percent. I think it's a very fair comparison. I I thought it was interesting because we do a Google Doc to create our thoughts on the pod every single every other week, and Jake wrote down year one, year two Leonard Fournette, and he hadn't even talked to me, and that is exactly what I was thinking. I just the thing that worries me about Najee is by the start of the season he'll be twenty four years old practically. We're looking at Jamar, Kyle, Etn. They're all within the 20 to 22 range. And if we're looking at Najee, the ceiling there is definitely kind of capped a little bit at Dynasty. But for a contending team, like let's say Coop, you, Arlo, Bryce, you guys, if you guys had number one, which you don't, it's a slam dunk to take Najee. I have number one. Am I going to take Najee? Am I going to take Jamar? Am I going to take Kyle? 
Am I just saying this to get into Marty's head? It's all possible. It is all possible. <laughs> I still have you penciled in to take Najee. I think you're just trying to mess with Marty's head. Like we said, he's kind of in a tier of his own. He is. He's definitely in a tier of his own for this year. And for that reason, I think it's... To me, it's obvious that you're going to take Najee Harris, but to the rest of the world, like you can keep playing. You keep putting some smoke in the mirrors in terms of who you're going to be taking. That's fair. All right, let's go on to number two. Number two rank, we got Jamar Chase. He played for LSU. He got drafted by the Bengals, and he's back with his quarterback, Joe Burrow. Um, In 2018, he was a freshman. He only had 23 receptions, 313 yards, three touchdowns. But in 2019, their college football championship season, he was the main dude. He was the main dude over... Justin Jefferson, 84 receptions, 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns, and he even had a rush. One rush for five yards and a fumble. Well, this guy's versatile. <laughs> um, yeah, if I got to say, Jamar Chase, coming, it's crazy to think looking back at it that Justin Jefferson is, is as good as he is. And if Chase was eligible to be in that draft class, he would have been the first receiver off the board ahead of... Jefferson ahead of ahead of everybody every rookie receiver that played last year he would have been taken ahead of him because he had that good of a year with Joe Burrow. Um, if I'm making my player comparison for Jamar Chase, it's Keenan Allen. Um, hopefully a little less injury prone of Keenan Allen, at least early in the career. First year expectation, I'm saying a high wide receiver two to a middle wide receiver two. Long term, this guy looks like a pretty obvious wide receiver, top wide receiver, top ten wide receiver. Um, when he reaches his there? peak, I did get it out. <laughs> it's a lot of mid high, you know, comparisons here we're getting at. But I think when, if you're looking back at his career and you're looking at his top seasons, he's going to be among the elite receivers in fantasy. I definitely agree. I think that the Keenan Allen comp is definitely there. I think that Jamar right away can be an impact player. But the reason why I think that Najee's in a tier of his own is because. Jamar's going to be fighting with two other wide receivers right away. Jamar mm-hmm. is definitely going to have to prove himself, even though he was the number one pick by the Bengals. Joe's going to have to find him. Joe's already got some chemistry with T. He's already got some chemistry with Tyler Boyd. Not to say he doesn't have chemistry with Jamar, but that's a couple years displaced. I'm sure that it won't take him long to get reacclimated, but... That's why I see Najee as the number one and Jamar and Kyle fighting it out for number two. Even long-term, that is what worries me about Jamar. There's, a, there's always just something that worries you about every prospect, some more than others. But the one thing that worries me about Jamar is there's mouths to feed in the Bengals' offense. They're going to be pass-happy, but he's got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon for the time being. And I think the days that he's going to get 10-plus targets are not this season, but they're in the near future. I definitely think that Jamar is more talented than T and more talented than Tyler Boyd. That's just my opinion. I um, agree, but they're still going to be there. No, I I definitely I think he'll probably be the two or three this year, depending on how you look at it. Um, I would say in three years, Jamar will be the easy one. When Devontae Adams got drafted, he had Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson in front of him. And now look at him. He's the perennial one in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just how I'm looking at it. 
We can we can chop it up a bunch of ways. Well, rookie wide receivers also never really like jump into the spotlight of being a top fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, unless you're Jamar's teammate Justin Jefferson, but he is a he's a oddball, or uh, what is it? All right, who cares? Kyle Pitts. Jake's comp, Jake's comp to Kyle Pitts in the show doc. In quotes, tight end Megatron. Elaborate. Well, 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 Kyle Pitts. You watch his game film, and to me, he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. And if if you just look at the size and the speed of this guy, I hate making comparisons that are like, yeah, he's going to go all pro, but... He legitimately, in college, dominated the game like Megatron did. And I'm not saying he's going to come in and dominate year one. I don't have him as a top five tight end in the first year. But long-term-wise, this guy is probably... A lot of people are comparing him to Darren Waller. I think he's going to dictate the game a little more like Travis Kelsey does, where he gets the targets like a wide receiver, and he just he's the number one option on the offense, and I think that's what he's going to be. I, I agree with you to a point. I I think that Kyle Pitts, when you watched him play in college, right before the, right before they got into the playoff, Florida got in the playoff. No, they got into a bowl game. The game before the bowl game, you watch Kyle Pitts play, and he was just fed. Nobody else but Kyle Pitts, and he's gonna be somebody who dominates the target share. But you also have Calvin Ridley there, who has proven himself as a great wide receiver, and he's also extremely young. He's probably Calvin Ridley will probably be taking targets away from Kyle Pitts for five six years, and I don't see that as a stretch. I also see that Kyle Pitts only played eight games last year. He hasn't really played a lot in college, but I'm not taking anything away from him. Just that he hasn't had as much experience as as you might want to see from a college player. Then again, you have his college stats up, and his longest reception was a 71-yard touchdown. Other than the most elite tight ends in the game, I don't know of a lot of guys that can take a 71-yard touchdown to the house. No, I agree. So, he's, I mean, he's a freak. I'm oh, not, I'm not yes. trying to be negative on Kyle Pitts. I'm just trying to take away, like, I don't think he's going to be Travis Kelsey right away. I oh, think that no. a lot of people think he will be. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are taking him, like, in the fifth round, and they think that they have a steal. I don't know. Because normally, rookie tight ends outside of Evan Ingram aren't very good. That's but a two years from now, Kyle Pitts could be better than Travis. I'm not taking that away from him. If you consider the aging that Travis will do in those two years, wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. No, I wouldn't be either. Travis will still have Patrick Mahomes, however. Uh, that's true. I forgot about that. And Kyle Pitts will probably not have Matt Ryan. Probably not. No. We haven't gone through the ceilings yet. Um, Najee, our ceiling on him this year, top five running back. Kyle Pitts, our ceiling on him this year, top three tight end. Jamar, our ceiling on him this year, top ten wide receiver. I feel like that's fair. I think it's a little high. Maybe a little high. I would say probably top 15, top 20. Those are meant to be like ceilings as long as their career goes. Oh, look at that. Well, then I can see Kyle as number one tight end. And I can see Jamar's top five wide receiver. That's where we that's where we differ. I, I think that this draft is extremely littered with talent. I was I mean, I was just going off the comparison of Keenan Allen. I wouldn't say anything can happen. I mean, I was just mostly going off my comparisons, my player comparisons and 
I don't think Keenan Allen's quite top five right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Next right. player, however. Next player, Clemson. He was a senior. He's 22 and a half. He's Travis Etienne. He got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, came with his college quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and last year he was extremely versatile. My count to Travis Etienne is Alvin Kamara. He runs the ball. He had 168 attempts, 914 for 14, and 48 receptions for 588 and 2. It just sounds like Kamara. I wanted to be a little different. Um, I was just just searching, like, everybody's comparing this guy to Alvin Kamara. Maybe it's, like, the dreads. Maybe it's they both played college in orange okay, uniforms. Well, I fa- the reason why I'm sticking with Kamara is when I watched him in college, I was like, that's Kamara. I don't think he was as explosive as Kamara in college. I don't think... I. He probably can't... You know how Kamara has those videos where... He, he just puts the, the squat rack on, and then he goes up a hill. I thought you were going to say the one where he just, like, runs through the pack, whole Packers defense and scores a touchdown. Oh, that one? That one, Oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of running backs do that. <laughs> Speaking of the Packers, my pro comparison for um, Travis Etienne is Aaron Jones. I think he's a little of a lesser version of Alvin Kamara, although he's able to catch the ball. He's versatile, and he's a great runner. Agreed. I would say his ceiling. I would say that his ceiling, because of the receiving work, this year is top 15. But really? with, with James, well, let's think about it. Urban Meyer did not draft James Robinson. Urban Meyer took Travis Etienne in the first round. I can see a world where Travis Etienne becomes a top 15 running back and wins your your league because you can play him effectively in the flex every week. I can also see a world where James Robinson dominates and Etienne is looked at more of as a scat back. We talked about Tariq Cohen. I would say that's his floor this year. I would say, I'm going to say perfectly in the middle, James Robinson is good, but not great, but he gets the red zone carries and Etienne is good in the time he gets, but it's still a timeshare. I'd say he's right in the middle of kind of where you're ceiling and your floor. I could see Etienne as one of those week one players that has a long dump-off reception that goes 75 yards to the house and everybody buys in on him. He he can be – he's that player every week where he can take a 70-yard touch, touchdown to the house. Like, he's explosive, and you know Urban Meyer is a college coach. He's going to use Etienne as a college-like college back he's just going to give him the ball get him the ball in the most creative ways possible and i think that's obviously good for him this year and long term i'm just asking this because i don't know this you you watch a lot of college football mm-hmm. you watch it more than i do when urban was a college coach did he use one or two backs or do you not know i don't okay well when he coached for ohio state it was a lot of one back but like he used curtis samuel as more than just a wide receiver and that's kind of the role i think that he has in mind for Travis Etienne and the Jaguars. Okay. That's fair. There's a lot of jet sweeps, jet motions, wide receiver like pitches, you know. A lot of little get the ball into your playmaker's hands and let them make a play type of type of type of plays. Okay. Then that pick makes a lot of sense for them. Etienne's very versatile. All right, we're gonna go to number five, Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner. We're at number five and we're only and we're we just getting to the Heisman winner. And we're at number five. That's how good this this draft. And we is. haven't mentioned a quarterback yet, all either. So that's true. 
When a non-quarterback wins the Heisman, you know this kid is special. So 117 receptions, 1,856 yards, 23 touchdowns, four rushes for six yards, and a touchdown. Versatile. Devontae Smith, six foot one, one seventy-five. I weigh more than him, but he can run better routes than me. He sure can. Um, I don't want to take any way away, anything away from him, but I think, first of all, he's going to have a harder time getting open in the NFL. Um, therefore, I have two comparisons. The first one I came up with doesn't do him justice as to how great he was in college. The first one I wrote was a more athletic Cole Beasley. I think it's fair. I think it's fair, but like if you're comparing a Heisman winner to Cole Beasley, it's kind of pathetic. So I also wrote Calvin Ridley, compared him to a former Alabama wide receiver, that I think he's going to play more like, but altogether I think overall he's going to be more like a lot more athletic Cole Beasley. I, someone that I was thinking about, I was just trying to think of the best route runner I could think of. He doesn't look like this guy. He has no physical comps to this guy. But the way that Twitter was blowing Devontae Smith up when he was just cooking corners every single game, Everybody talks about Chad Johnson's footwork, and Devontae has that footwork. They're not the same wide receiver by any stretch of the word, but, not the, close, fo- but, but the footwork is there. It's for sure there, and that's how he gets open. Like, Obviously, every receiver has their niche. You know, If you're a bigger receiver, you're going to get the jump balls. You can catch balls in closer space. He's not that guy, but he can get open using his footwork and his speed. And that was how he dominated this last year at Alabama. Yeah, the person that I would the person that I would comp him to though is I, Julian Edelman. He's gonna be in the middle of the field a lot. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna be using his legs a lot to get open, because he's definitely not gonna be able to use his body. I think he's a tad more explosive. It's a good comparison. Yeah. All right. Who is number? Where are we at now? We're at number six. Javante Williams, Denver. This is a spicy player. Because there's been a lot of buzz around camp that Melvin Gordon might not be as involved as everybody thought he'd be. And Javante Williams might be a lot more involved than everybody thought he'd be. He is 20 years old. No, he's 21 years old, my bad. He's extremely young. For North Carolina last year, he had 157 attempts. He had 19 touchdowns. That's an extremely good ratio. And he also had 25 receptions with three touchdowns to go along with that. I think he's a good player. He's undersized, 5'10", but he's 220 pounds. He's he's beefcake, that's for sure. Yeah, comparison-wise, I have Chris Carson as my first comparison. And a second comparison is like a more involved, overall like versatile Jamal Williams. I think they kind of run the same style, but Javante is definitely more versatile and I think definitely just... A little bit, a little quicker. He offers a little more explosion and burst to him than Jamal Williams does. I definitely agree with that. Jamal's more of a change of pace back to Aaron Jones. And I don't think that the Broncos drafted Javante in the second round to be a change of pace back. No shot. Melvin is an unrestricted free agent after this year. Javante will be the the Denver Broncos' future after this year. And I 100% believe that. I've tried so many times to get Studi away from number five to get Javante. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Javante should probably be going ahead of ETN. I think so too, but Coop has four. Coop has given me a lot of reasonable 
opinions on why ETN should go ahead of Javante. I'm going to just defend him here really quick. ETN, he says, and I quote, I'm going to go with the talent over the landing spot. Javante, even though he's in a better landing spot right away, you can't argue that ETN is a better player right now. And you also can't argue that he may be in a better position come two, three years from now. I agree with that. And especially when you're picking that high, it's hard to kind of bank on a guy due to his landing spot. But there's no getting by the fact that Javante Williams will be productive in Denver pretty early in his career. Oh, I definitely agree with that. All right. We got number seven now, Jalen Waddle. Miami. He was he went to college in Alabama. He went to the draft as a junior. And he really hasn't played multiple, like very many games in a row as a college receiver. But he's just shown so much potential as, he a, really has. as a player. Comparing him to like a more a more recent draft prospect, it's got to be Henry Ruggs. Both of them have like shown their ability to be a game changer, but injuries and schematic stuff have kind of held Ruggs back, and injuries held Waddle back this past season. I have him listed as a more versatile um, Will Fuller. I think that's a fair comparison considering the speed, and overall he's going to be able to do more than Will Fuller does. And just looking at it from a fantasy perspective, Will Fuller is a beast. And if Jalen Wilde's healthy, he's going to be, in my opinion, at his peak, better than Will Fuller. So I've never really been one that's big on Waddle. So I want you to give me like your best pitch on why I should consider drafting him. I have seven. So there's a high possibility that Waddle's on my team to start the year. I just don't, I don't see it because he, he was way worse in the college season. I know it's college season than Devontae Smith. My pitch would be before he got hurt, he was the man in front of Devontae Smith, considering he was hurt for most of the year. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I like Waddle better than Smith. And if both of them are healthy at the start of the year and Nick Saban says, yep, Waddle's better than Smith, I take his word for it. Um, considering that these guys would play rock, paper, scissors, during the game to see which guy got to run the touchdown route. It just shows you how good they both were. Um, really, I think they're both going to succeed in their schemes. I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as, or as lock, as much of a lock to be successful as Jamar Chase is. But you got to bank on the potential of Waddle becoming like a Tyreek Hill type of player. Okay. That's what gets me going about Waddle. Okay. And you, you personally, would you personally like him more than Devontae? Looking at it landing spot-wise, I think the Dolphins have a lot better, like, scheme for pass catchers than the Eagles. And long-term-wise, like, there hasn't been... I hate to knock on Smith's size because he's proven everybody wrong, but if I'm wasting a top eight pick on one of these guys, I don't want to pick the guy that I don't know if he can take a hit from a middle linebacker. I don't know if he's going to be able to beat, you know the top corners in press coverage. Like, it's hard for me to fully believe in Smith at this point compared to Jalen Waddle. That's extremely fair. Uh, 8, 9, 10, all QBs. We're going to go with the one that has probably had the most hype that I've ever seen in my lifetime. So Trey Lance? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Trevor Trey Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. College Clemson, class junior. He's almost 22 years old, but it really doesn't matter for a quarterback. He's been amazing. Completion percentages have continued to rise. 
2018 through 2020, 65%, 66%, 69%. He's continuously gotten better, and he just doesn't lose. No. And, I mean, if it was that way for fantasy, I'm sure a lot of people would take him number one overall if he never lost. But comparison-wise, um, Trevor Lawrence, I got a more athletic Andrew Luck. I hate sticking, like I said earlier, I hate sticking with the cliche comparisons, but there's one thing the experts don't miss, and that is like a top-tier quarterback out of the draft, like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, John Elway. Trevor Lawrence is the guy they're piping up next to be that guy, and I think he's pretty much Andrew Luck, maybe a little better arm strength, and then he's also a better runner than he is. So I think Better overall, runner than Andrew Luck? I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow. He might not run with as much like heart and as much glory as Andrew Luck did, but overall, like seeing it, he was a solid rusher at Clemson. That's true. Looking at look it right stats. now, I mean, 2019, 103 attempts, 563 for nine, only one fumble. And then 2020 was the shortened season, 68 attempts, 203, and he also had eight touchdowns. He did have five fumbles, though. But fumbles, to me, if you're a quarterback, fumbles aren't that sticky of a stat. I mean, I you think, get you get rocked by a middle linebacker every now and then, you're going to lose the ball. And I feel like quarterbacks recover their own fumble more often than not as well. Because, I mean, those could be fumbles that were strip sacks and whatnot That's possibly true. as well. That is true. So, yeah, this guy's pretty much a lock. If you're looking to take a quarterback in your rookie draft, he should be the first guy off your board. Clear, clear as day. That's, that's interesting because, well, I agree with you. If I'm taking a quarterback, it's probably going to be Trevor Lawrence. But a lot of people, you just you just said his name, Trey Lance. He has gotten a lot of hype. He can really run. He's got a cannon, and he's twenty one years old. I think that I think that he's something special. I definitely think that he is going to be an extremely good fantasy option right away. I think that he's going to be the starter over Garoppolo. I don't even think Garoppolo is going to make the team due to cap space, but. I don't know. I see him as not Lamar, obviously. I see him as more of a Josh Allen type who can extremely run the ball. Maybe a little bit of accuracy issues right away out of college, but I think that he's an explosive player. Yeah, looking around for comps for him, I found a lot of Josh Allen. I just don't, I didn't quite see it in his game. Um, To me, Josh Allen just has a little bigger presence than Trey Lance does. But I'm not saying, like, Trey Lance. Oh, I agree. Josh Allen's way bigger. I'm not saying just, like, bigger, like, personal, but it seems like he has, like, a bigger, like, oh, I can... I I don't quite know what it was, but maybe it was the fact that Trey Lance played at a little smaller school playing at NDSU. Well, it's not like Josh Allen played at a huge school. He played at Wyoming. I, I get that, but, like, I, I hope Trey Lance is the starter. He's probably, for me, the number two quarterback, but I just... I don't, I don't quite see the Josh Allen comparisons quite yet. My comparison was a more mobile Baker Mayfield... But I really, I really, I really do think that long term, hopefully the 49ers scheme doesn't hold him back. But I think long term, I think he's going to be the second best quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence in the class. I definitely think so. I, he kind of looks like Mahomes. Not that he is Dude, Mahomes at all, but does he not? I, I hate, like, like I said earlier, I hate comparing people to like. No, no, no. I mean, like, how he but actually looks. Oh. Like, his face. I was going to say his play <laughs> style is somewhat, like, comparable. Like, the run-and-gun type of... 
Yeah, also that. That is comparable to that. That's what, that's what I thought you were going to say, but oh, yeah. He his face and his hair. He, he looks has, like Mahomes. He has a little more tattoos, but I didn't know we were doing like picture day portraits the first day of school. <laughs> it's the first day of school, man. What are you talking about? All right, number three. Marty, get your Kleenex out. It's Justin Fields. Woo! All right, Justin Fields. I was pretty proud of this comparison. I compared him to a post-Super Bowl Cam Newton. Yay. Yay, yeah. Jake. Whatever that means. I thought that was a pretty good comparison considering he's going to be able to run. He's going to be able to run the root option. Big arm, accuracy issues a little bit. But big arm, makes the big plays, has some swagger to him. Like To me, third quarterback in the draft. That's how I, that's how I view it. My count to Justin Fields right now, straight out of college, reminds me of like a Walmart Dak Prescott. Runs the ball with no fear. Obviously, you saw how that worked out for Dak, but hopefully, and 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 Justin, he, he I took mean, a pretty big shot. Yeah, in that I know one it. I know it. Game. Hopefully, I mean, I didn't say that to like take a shot at Dak because I love Dak. In my rankings this year, I have him top five. I think that Dak's going to be something extremely special again this year. But back to Justin Fields, he he runs the ball with no fear. He has a good arm. He can throw it everywhere. I I see him a lot in Dak Prescott, and I honestly think that with the Bears, he he's going to have a good enough line to where he's going to be able to sit in the pocket and throw good passes. I, it'll be interesting to see if he starts day one. I don't think that he has, probably won't. I don't think he will. I don't think it has much effect on who's going to draft him or where he's going to end up or how he's going to end up. My bad. Um, I still put Trey Lance over him, but I think the two biggest knocks on him are he plays for the Bears. And then the stereotypical Ohio State, Ohio State quarterbacks don't transfer well. But if he can break those two things, he looks like a solid player. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think he may fall in dynasty drafts. But, I mean, he could prove a lot of people wrong this year. At his peak, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Oh, me too. I Before the draft, I saw Justin Fields as maybe even better than Trevor Lawrence. But just looking at the comps, looking at everything, I... I see Trevor Lawrence as a better NFL quarterback than Justin Fields, and I see Trey Lance as a better fantasy quarterback than Justin Fields. I think real NFL Justin Fields will probably be better than Trey Lance, in my opinion. It'll be interesting. I think the scheme will carry Trey Lance a little farther. If you're talking about like winning rings and stuff, or if you're just talking about putting up stats, what, what one are you talking about? I'm talking about taking your team further, so winning rings. I think Trey Lance has a better shot just because if he's on the 49ers. Okay. I mean, their front office has a little bit better track record. than Shanahan's definitely better than Nagy. I'm not going to... And then drafting, like, Mitchell Trubisky compared to drafting, you know, the defense that they drafted out in San Francisco. True that. True that. I agree. All right. I don't agree, actually. Really? Justin Fields. Lock it in. Better NFL quarterback. This is hot off the stove right here. No, Dude, happy. I... Okay, I said I agree because I was just kind of... Like, yeah, that makes sense. I It makes sense. I think Justin Fields is more talented than Trey Lance. Okay. But if I'm taking somebody in my dynasty league for the next three, four years, I'm taking Trey Lance over Justin Fields, if that makes sense. Okay. You think he's going to put up better fantasy numbers, and I think he's going to carry us into more Super Bowls. So obviously this guy must be pretty good if we both think that. Oh, I guess so. Like, here's my comp. If... I'm in a if I'm in a draft this year, I'm taking Josh Allen over A Rod, but 
I think A Rod's a better quarterback. That makes sense. You think he's more skilled, but you think one's gonna put up better statistics throughout the year. Exactly. Fair enough. All right. Well, those are our top ten. That's been the first day of school. This has been fun. Yes. I actually like this. This was a good time. Going back to the first day of class. Facts. No more high school for us. <laughs> yes. Next episode, we might break out a mock draft, considering our date for the mock draft for our actual rookie draft is coming up. And maybe oh. this one will be a little more realistic in terms of we know who people are taking now or we have a gut feeling of what they're going to take. Yeah, yeah. Got some insider information. So that's what I think is on deck for the next podcast, even though we are scheduled to have a guest on. Who are we having? Yes. Who I don't know. Having? I don't know who we're having. It's just undecided right now. Me and Nolan will run our formula, run our data, and find out who is best to have on the podcast in the next episode. Facts. It might just even be throw the standings out the window. Who's who's going to be the spiciest interview? Who's getting us the views? Pre-draft. Who's, get, who's, who's getting us the draft day coverage that we need? Might Facts. be a double episode. We don't know. But you have to tune in next time. Dude, a double episode might be the move. Especially honestly. before the draft? Especially I mean, before the draft. We I might mean, just have to do full-on McAfee. Wear suits and shit. Just just straight two-hour episode. Two-hour episode. Busted mock out. draft. Oh, yeah. Sweat that thing out. All right, guys. Reminder, at d.fantasy.pack on Instagram. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Page is on the rise. It is on the rise. Straight content daily. Straight content daily. Rankings guide coming out. All right, guys. Have a beautiful week. We love you.